0: Hi everyone, welcome to today's episode of Healthy Kajuju the podcast. I'm your host, Kajuju Kyogora. I'm excited about today's episode on the power of plants. There have been several recent documentaries and a lot of groundbreaking research and articles that have shed a lot of light on plant-based eating, protein, and strength, especially in regard to the benefits of plant-based eating for athletes. And there's still so much conflicting information out there on what we should eat for optimum fitness. Can we achieve our fitness goals on a plant-based diet? Can a plant-based diet enhance our performance in fitness? So I'm hoping that today's episode can shed light on that. I'm joined today by Polika Botieno, Who is one of the fittest people I know, (laughs) a guitarist and producer, a quarter of the band Sauti Soul, and who happens to thrive on plants while doing all this. I hope your experience will enlighten us on how plants can fuel performance. Yes. Thank you so much for joining me (laughs) today. Thank
1: you. Thank you for having me.
0: Yes. Yes. So let's dive right into it. Mm -hmm. Um. What's a typical meal plan uh, for the day for you? Like, what would you typically have for breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Yeah. Um, so Actually, yeah. Like, what did you have yesterday? What did I have yesterday? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay,
1: cool. So yesterday I have I'm doing intermittent fasting at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um. So yesterday, let me remember what I had in the morning. I had a smoothie that had spinach inside, it had bananas, frozen bananas, spinach, mm-hmm. and berries, and boba powder on top. So that one took me because i broke my fast out uh, that was i think midday
2: okay so that's
1: when i had the smoothie
2: mm-hmm.
1: and that takes me till like i don't know three hours or four yeah hours. and then i had now like
0: the one that you're having now yes like yes the one I'm
1: <laughs> right uh-huh. now yeah but this one is a bit different okay so i had uh, yeah so after the smoothie i had my meal which was cauliflower rice with some broccoli stew yeah, kind of meal. And the good thing with the plant based diet or mm-hmm. lifestyle is you get to try so many things. So there's sometimes that I make stuff that I don't remember. Mm-hmm. I don't remember yeah. what, how exactly <laughs> or what I put inside. Yeah. The next time I want to make exactly the same mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, so that's what I had yesterday. I there's a lot of experimenting. A lot of yeah. experimenting, a lot. And then at night I had just a, a nice green salad. Yeah, because it's very simple. Because I was already full, so I didn't feel the need to like eat another mm-hmm. year meal. And how
0: long have you been a vegan?
1: <laughs> it's almost two years now. Okay. It's gonna be two years in, in January. Do I don't remember the date? January twenty something. Yeah. Is when I, I turned uh, vegan two years ago.
0: Oh, what inspired you to turn vegan?
1: Um, it's been a long, long journey. So for me, it it's been I've always been a sensitive eater, mostly because my tummy has also been very sensitive. Uh, since i was a kid so there's so many things that were not like sitting well with me but i was ignoring that i'm not listening to my body because it is good and it's what people eat and also you think that it is necessary to eat this you know so uh, with time as i grew older and older i was like maybe i shouldn't be drinking so much milk as much as i love it because it after drinking it, I feel so bloated and you make fun of this, like, yeah. <laughs> so there's this, there's this uh, tea that we used to make, we used to live together, sorry, so. Uh-huh. so it was just milk and like no water, pure milk, you put a tea bag inside, <laughs> it, we used to call this <laughs> Chai <chayam shuto. laughs> So you um, say, like, we're already making fun of it. That's self-explanatory. Yeah, uh, exactly, yeah. <laughs> and it makes you bloated and you're yeah. farting all the time, but you make fun of it because you, I don't know, you love the taste. Yeah. That's what you're used to. Yeah. So every time I just started eliminating one 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 by one, so I was like, uh, maybe I'm, I shouldn't be drinking so much milk and yogurt. Like, I was drinking yogurt every single... We were, all of us, because we used to live together, and the habits just get in sync and you start doing the exact same thing. Yes, yes.
0: You influence each other. Exactly,
1: yeah. So it was milk and a lot of dairy, yogurt every every day and it was just bloating and bloating. And then, I mean, sometimes something like yogurt, for instance, the yogurt in the market is not really yogurt, you know, because yogurt takes a while for it to be yogurt. But now, because it's business, they try and make it fast, you know, and then and use all these additives and stuff and that is not really really all that. So it doesn't serve the purpose it's supposed to serve anyway. And then with meat also, so I, I used to get itchy with goat meat, for instance, always. So that's one thing that, that I eliminated. And then when you go somewhere, social gathering, and it's Yamachoma and there's nothing else to eat, and you're still not like... I didn't even think there was anything called plant-based, like you can actually just eat plants yes. only. So I used to force myself to eat these things and then I suffer later pork was not never ever has never ever sat well with me in my time okay. So with time I just started like doing my own research and mm-hmm. being more aware of what I'm taking in and how my body reacts so just listening to my body. Mm-hmm. So I take it in and I feel okay this is how I feel maybe this is an X I take it out. So I started with the, my morning routine is what really helped me because in the morning breakfast I used to take a lot of processed foods. And this is from even living together, it's the same thing. Mm -hmm. And it's that thing where you feel, I don't know, it's maybe a Kenyan thing or an African thing where you, after high school, and then you get your degree, then you get a job, and then you move on to the higher kind of lifestyle. And that one is determined, the higher lifestyle is determined by what you eat. Mm -hmm. And now since you could not afford, in quotes, buying sausages and bacon and all that, so now you're like, now it's my turn to eat this. Every day. This is what I should be eating This is what I should be eating every day. So that's what we used to do. And that wasn't always, never such a... That's like... Processed foods is like an X. Like, it's all very toxic. And they're like the number one casino when it comes to food. So I was like, let me eliminate that and try something different in the morning. Because what you take in the morning is what determines how your day is going to be. So I took out the processed foods and I started eating... Oats, starting eating fruits mm-hmm. in the morning. I never, those days I never used to know that you can even make smoothies by yourself in your house. <laughs> so it's just like, just having oats, oh yeah, just mainly oats actually. And then that made me eliminate processed foods and dairy, because I didn't want to have milk with my oats. So mm-hmm. I just used to make the oats just like that.
0: With water. With water, yes. Yeah.
1: With water mm-hmm. and bananas and yeah, that's as much as I knew then. Now, yeah. and now I can make it much, much better.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's what I used to have. Every day in the morning before I go to the gym or after, depending on how I feel. So that's one of kind of like how the journey was. And then another part that also influenced that is a lot of traveling, Touring every year, every other season, you get to a place where staying in hotels is not fun. (laughs) It's not as fun as people think, especially when you're working and touring. And you can't have the same... This food is cooked for masses. It's not like someone has cooked with the love just for you because yeah. you visited them. So they don't put so much attention to, to the food. And then you get to, when you're touring somewhere like the States where processed food is the norm. So you can imagine every morning when you go to the breakfast area, and when you're touring, you, you can't stay in very posh hotels. It's like one-one, mm-hmm. this three-star, two-star hotels, but you're just staying for a night and moving on to the next city. Yeah. So the foods there were just, like, making me feel nauseated and just feel like my system is not right. And you need all that energy when you're touring, but you need to be at your optimum because it's literally lack of sleep. And food and water is the only thing that will keep you going. You you get your sleep maybe once in a while, like proper, proper sleep, Mm. but it's not like deep eight-hour sleep with no interruptions. So that really made me think how I'd want to function at my optimum, Especially in the age that I'm in, the place in my career where I'm at right now, I feel like I need to be at my optimum performance. It's like a car. You give your car the best fuel to give you the best performance. And to us, our food is our fuel. And we kind of over, overlook that fact. So I had to think through and know and try and research. By my own, not here say, oh, you know, milk is good for you. Or, you know, meat is the great thing. So I'm just doing my own research. For a long time, I'm just saying, okay, this can be replaced by this. And I discovered so many other foods that I didn't even know existed. We are programmed to think that this is the only things we can eat. And it's so difficult. Like When you do your own research and you discover all these amazing whole foods, and you're like, what, what have I been eating all? Oh.
0: We're yeah. very conditioned to eat in a certain way. Yeah, like This
1: exactly. is how your plate should yeah, look like. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. The food is not given much attention, as I said, because the world is in a race where food is unfortunately not a priority. So you wake up in the morning, go to work, and you're working and working, and food is like just on the side. And you don't even want to take time off to make sure you're having good food. So you just order that uh, quick sandwich and you eat as you continue working.
2: Yeah.
1: And you don't realize that that's what keeps you going. That's yeah. the only thing that will yeah. keep you going. Nothing yeah. else. So it's like, it doesn't make sense yeah. how we are conditioned to think like that. The food is just like an extra chore. that We shouldn't like give much attention.
0: So at that point when you were getting interested in improving your diet, were there people around you who were eating in the way that you wanted to eat? Who inspired you?
1: I didn't see anybody, to yeah. be honest, at that time. Because everyone around... This is like, maybe... I started this journey, maybe, I'd say... If, I've been trying this for two years, but this uh, this whole thought transition, process... Yeah, yeah. Transition started maybe five years ago. And then there wasn't much uh, information, really, out there. And, I mean, as I'm doing my own research and trying to see what's best for me, I don't mm-hmm. think there was... I, there really wasn't anybody that was actually doing that. But then come to think of it, there were some people, like when, we, I remember one of the tours, we were really young, we started touring like when we were 21, 22. Yeah, wow, well, that's young. Yeah, I'm um, 32 right now. Mm. So that's like 10 years ago. So I remember there's this time in, in, in Holland, where one of our friends then, in twenty two I think, one of our friends then, you know, think, mm. friends then was, was not did not eat meat at all. That's the first time I ever... Even heard of anything like that. And I was like, what? You don't eat meat. And I'm saying it in a way that's very condescending. Not that I want to learn more. Because that's all I know. I'm like, this, it is, you have to eat meat. So I'm, I'm really wondering, like, what? Why, do you, why don't you eat meat? But she was vegan for other reasons also. for animal rights. Yeah. And not so much because of health. But then she was eating still very healthy. And she was saying how she feels amazing and all those things, but I did not understand any of these things. And then after that, I didn't really get to meet anybody who was going through that kind of journey. Yeah, and then now I think I kind of stopped, this is five years ago, I kind of stopped my my research much, but then I was eating still, I was not eating junk food, for instance, that much. Like Once, just, yeah, consciously, like once a, once a week or once in two weeks, I can have my junk food, but all the time I used to be the one who would, in fact, when people want to know about good restaurants, they'd, they'd ask me because I was the kind to explore. would be like, let me try this. So I was very con- uh, conscious with food, but I wasn't really as conscious as I am right now. Because now with this now past two, maybe three years, I've been able to now get in touch with people who are into that lifestyle. That really helps me in the journey to get to where uh, right
0: now. And how was that transition to a plant-based diet? Because, yeah. like we've said, like the beginning tends to have quite a lot of experimenting. Yeah. How were the early stages of exploration for you? Did you have difficulties transitioning? Definitely,
1: I did have difficulties. So how I transitioned actually was <laughs> very interesting. So we had a team building, I think, exercise in Naivasha. The food that I had there really messed me up so much. And it's the same processed foods and all that stuff and the meat there. And then I was like, you know what, I've had so much of this. Even my, like my mom knows my time is very sensitive. Like all well, my whole family have known this. But then I didn't realize it's the food, so I was like, I went back home. This is January twenty something. <laughs> I went back home and I was like, maybe I should just stop completely. And that time I was already doing my research slowly, and then I watched some documentaries, more so what the health on Netflix, and I was like, you know what? Let me just cut down all this stuff. I just did it like instantly. So I woke up in the morning. I was like, no meat new
0: for this person. week. Yeah, yeah, for this week, let
1: me try. No meat, nothing. I don't remember exactly what I had in that week, but I had no meat whatsoever. But then I have one weakness, <laughs> or rather I used to have one uh, weakness, men. Uh, <laughs> Being the lure that I am. Yes, it's ingrained it's in ingrained you. It's ingrained in me, and that's like my favorite, favorite food to have. So that Sunday, I was like, I'm going to have, because I had some men, and I'm like, this is my last one and I'm having. And indeed it was the last, I haven't had it ever, ever again since then. I cooked it so well with all the love. It's like you're saying goodbye. <laughs> I cooked it so well. It was so nice and so crunchy and juicy. I had it with belgali and spinach. And I was like, okay, that's it.
0: We're done. Bye. <laughs>
1: We're done. Bye. Then after that, now was a lot of experimenting. I never used to cook a lot, so I used to love cooking like maybe after high school and then I stopped. Then now with this, because it's all new things and you have to learn to cook yourself and then maybe you can show yourself some things that that she can be able to do for you when you're not Mm -hmm. available. I was living by myself then, before I got married. So I just made the transition and started cooking for myself. But then I had to like go to restaurants around to see what people eat like vegetarian restaurants so it was kind of vegetarian fast but I didn't really want dairy in my food then I realized eating in restaurants here is very hard like you they cannot not have dairy in the food it's like impossible whether well, it's a curry it has cream Indian vegetarian it has, it's cooked with ghee so all these things you can't really avoid but still at least there was no meat so I went to like restaurants like Chaupati Diamond Plaza also they have In a restaurant's because I'm vegetarian. I mean, I really enjoyed it. What's the most exciting thing up until now is like it's different palettes to your tongue, taste palettes, like that you're not used to.
0: Yeah, the discovery. Yeah, Yeah. yeah.
1: All the, like I discover things every day. I'm like, what, what? This tastes so good. This is so different. And your body's excited also. It's like, it's not the same. Because I tell people with meat, you only have like five options it's like beef, chicken, pork, fish, four options that you eat every other day. But with plants, I end up not repeating the same food for, like, over a month. Then I remember, oh my goodness, is this kind of is food that I it was so good, and then I make it again. So the options are endless, like so much, and you can be so much more innovative. I can just open the fridge and be like, okay, I can cook this and this. So there's no really structure, and that's very adventurous. I'm, on, I'm, on, I'm on very adventurous myself when it comes to things like cooking or traveling, it's really exciting
0: yeah, because these are all new things. You sort of have to enjoy cooking. Yeah. Learn how to cook in you know different ways and exactly. to experiment. Yeah. So you cook most of your meals yourself. Yes, I cook
1: okay. most of the meals. Me and my wife. Once you get into this rabbit, my wife calls mm-hmm. it, because it's like it's a whole different world once you get into it, and then you discover so many things. So you learn with time. You first of all learn all oh, processed foods are bad. And meat is not good for you out, dairy out. So once once you just remove things one by one and then it gets deeper. So for me, it got deeper to the kind of oils we use, for instance, where you get your food from. And even the cookery, is it cookware, cookery?
0: You know, the, cookware.
1: cookware. Uh-huh. <laughs> the cookware, The oil that you use
0: Yeah.
1: also matters a lot because in Kenya, we use aluminium sulfureas that are not really healthy at all. And we don't want to invest in things like those because aluminium sulfureas are cheap three hundred will be about big souphria. But then you should spend really well on cookware that does not contaminate your food and last longer. Like it all makes sense. This is your health. It was just a wake up call to me. This is how it should be. Make food your medicine so that you don't
0: get sick. I'm also now really thinking about like I really hope it's cookware. I'm not sure. (laughs) As you kept saying it, I kept questioning.
2: We shall Google. Yeah yeah, we'll check
0: after this. As you're talking about the rabbit hole has your principle behind you eating better, has mm-hmm. it also transcended to caring for the environment, yes, caring for definitely. animals? Most
1: definitely. I mean, it just comes with it. So initially that was not my focus. It wasn't my influence. In fact, when people would ask me, I would kind of defend myself. I'm like, I'm not in it for animal rights. I'm <laughs> in it for health. Because know, also people ask it, as I say, the same way I asked this lady in Holland in a very condescending tone, is how people also talk to me now. Up until you realize, when you sit down with them and you talk to them, you realize they're also going through the same things and they want some change. And they're also in need for that. As you get into the rabbit hole, and then you, you realize how animals are being treated and what a pig has to go through for it to be on your plate. They're tortured and they're fed. All this really horrible food. It's its just not right. Anybody saying something like that. It doesn't matter whether you're plant-based or whether you eat meat. And you realize, and especially, for example, if you have pets in the house, you have a dog that you love so much. And you were told pigs are twice as intelligent as dog's are, for instance. So you can imagine that being done to your dog. What about a pig who's way more intelligent than your dog is? Yeah. All these things just adapt to the treatment of animals and how the environment also is being depleted because people have these huge cornfields that are used for feeding animals. And the water being used is some crazy amount that is just for these cows for you to have your back when you don't even really need to eat meat.
0: It's so easy to get the meal on your plate and see it as the finished product exactly. just that. Exactly. But not consider that this has been a very long process. It has to it get has. here. Yeah. From farm to fork. Yeah. Like that is a very long process with a lot of effects, consequences, a lot goes
1: onto your plate. A yeah. lot, a lot. It's very saddening. I get chills all the time when I think of it that way. Because, yeah, I mean, as humans, you don't want to think of that. You're like, you know, I just want to have a good food. But I feel like you need to at least give it a thought where this is coming from.
0: And what you can do to improve it. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And maybe some, some people may think
1: that, ah, but me as one person living, not eating meat will not have an effect on it. But the movement is really big right now yes. in the world. Even all the best athletes, all of them are on a vegan diet. All of them, talk of the best football in the world, Messi, he's on a vegan diet, has been for many years. Tennis player Serena has been on a vegan diet. Lewis Hamilton, number one for Milan driver, has been on a vegan diet. Our whole basketball team is on a vegan diet. LeBron is, has been eating less, less and less meat, I think he's also probably transition, transitioning into that. Many musicians also. So for, even for me, when it comes to music, I really try to push that to my fellow artists. Because the life we live is very... It's on the first lane. And if you don't take care of your body, you'll literally crash. Especially if you're busy, busy, you'll literally crash because we eat badly. Because you can imagine if you're, you're on tour, you're doing all your shows, and you're doing your interviews, and you're doing your you know sound checks and all that. And you feel like you don't have time to eat, and once you sit down to eat, you just want to eat. You're like you don't even think you're like, ah, I just want that bag of cookie and you have your bag and soda. It gives you that sugar rush, and of course, you crash after that, and it's just the same same cycle. And then also alcohol is the same thing. You know, drinking yeah. alcohol all the time to keep up, and it messes up with the system. And you just need to keep up if you want to be your best that you can be. You have to, your diet, your lifestyle. I don't like calling it diet. Your lifestyle mm-hmm. is because you have to change everything yeah yourself so that one is very important
0: while you're traveling when you're going for gigs on tour is your diet usually affected do you feel like you have to just kind of accept okay i'm traveling um for now it won't be
1: as it's a bit as compromised definitely mm-hmm. it is because you can't control it yeah it is a bit compromised. and what i've been doing now is if it's a short trip i always carry some snacks and that seeds and all those things, oats for myself, I can make in the hotel room, and the apartment I'm staying, and in the beginning it was very hard because I was by myself, so it felt like too much work for the whole team to try and shift towards my direction, let's say we're going somewhere to eat, they have to check on the menu whether they have (laughs) something that I can eat, it's a bit too much, but then they really tried to make it work. And now, I can tell you two years later, more than half the team is plant-based.
0: What?
1: <laughs> Imagine.
0: Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, so
1: that has helped now.
0: Wow. Because now
1: we now call the shots. Yeah, it's been in our the, Whoever is calling us for whatever function already knows. Our manager is plant-based. So, and in the beginning, I could tell you, like, everyone was kind of laughing at me in a way, and like wondering, why would you do this? How would you make yourself suffer? <laughs> It's not really suffering, just not getting what I really want. Because I can't change everyone's thinking. Everywhere that we go, if I go to another African country and they are heavy meat eaters, like Nigeria, for instance. That's not up to me to be like, ah, you guys should stop eating meat or where can I find what I need. I just find, I'll find my way around. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's a buffet, I'll always find something to eat that normally you wouldn't think of. So I'd like have my own combination that I put on the plate and people are like, wow, how did you make that happen? <laughs> so you see, you just if you put effort in it, just a little effort and then it becomes, a, it becomes a habit. That's how you form habits. In the beginning it's hard, you put in effort, extra effort, then after a few days, it's part of you. Yeah. That's what you're used to. Yeah, some of the road, we, I used to compromise a lot, but now it's much better because half of us are already okay. into that journey. And the others are also kind of being converted because they, they see they tried and they're like, yo, I'm performing much better, I'm more alert, I'm less bloated. All the positive things. You feel like a new human being. So everyone is into that. So mm. that is really helpful.
0: And how strict are you with your lifestyle? Do you usually have days?
1: So I'm a sweet tooth number one. I have always been like serious sweet tooth. Mm. In fact, I think fresh and my best, I was in and out of the dentist like for a whole year. I kid you not, a whole year. <laughs> Well, that reduced by the drastically even just starting plant based because meat is more corrosive than plants are and that's what gives you tooth decay and all that stuff. So that one went down considerably. But even the texture of meat is very tough on teeth if you have teeth problems already. So that one completely went down. Like in the beginning, how it was very hard because now I'd be like, ah, I want ice cream, ice cream. Okay, fine, I'll have have one. Cool, I have one that has. Uh, and then I'm like oh, maybe 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 this wasn't a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> and then now I don't eat any dairy whatsoever. So what I do on my cheat days, if I feel like I need something that's very oily and not, not dangerous just. <laughs> it's a strong word. I mean, dangerous is a strong. Word, but yeah. yeah, very attractive you know food. Yeah, fried food yeah, like a burger. So I can make that myself. Yes, Last night we made, there's this eggplants that we make that we deep fry them. Oh, Yeah, so deep fry the eggplants. So it's so nice.
0: That sounds delicious.
1: Yeah, with soy sauce. Um, Sometimes I can buy fries, like I eat fries maybe once in two months or three months. Your body never forgets anything that you're taking, no matter how small. But now with those kind of cheat days, I feel, it doesn't really have a big, huge effect. It's it's more of your mind than your body because it's it's your brain that's, at once, at that time, you can choose to deny it, which will be perfectly fine. You can look for an alternative, and your brain will completely yeah. forget. But I guess sometimes it's just moment of weakness.
0: <laughs> yeah, because now, yeah, I'm thinking about it in my own personal lifestyle as well. I think it's easy to think of a plant based lifestyle as deprivation. Yeah, 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 like to think of all the things that you're cutting out. Yeah, of your meals, what you can't have. Yeah, but. I think there's also a need to define it for yourself
2: mm-hmm.
0: and having fries once in a while yeah. it shouldn't be an issue No, shouldn't. In, in, shouldn't. in the bigger picture yeah and know. everyone is
1: different you know yeah there like are some people who are well strict in quotes but to them they don't yes. see it as being strict yeah it's just like this is what my body needs and this is what I'll it yes. I'm enjoying
0: yeah you listen to your body yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. And,
1: and like for me being a sweet tooth going back to that I have yeah. learned to make quick plant-based cakes, mm-hmm. um, cookies all the time. Smoothies sometimes I make them sweet like this one I just mm-hmm. have now. It has uh, a lot of berries, just berries and uh, watermelon and juice. So that one is pretty sweet. So sometimes I can have something, things like this. The good thing also with plants is 90% of the time you, will, you won't really go wrong. If it's not any processed, uh, beyond on the burger, which I'm not heard, stuff like that. I mean, once you just go plant, already you've cut down so many things that uh, you don't need in your body. But you can and still positive. enjoy it. So, yeah, you can still you enjoy it. You can still have
0: plant based burgers, yeah, which exactly. are so delicious. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. You organized a 12 hour workout mm. a challenge, which yes. I took part in. Yes. Congrats. <laughs> that <laughs> you was really too. good. I did too. So yes, yes. yes, yes. That was great. How has being on a plant based diet affected? your fitness?
1: So the number one thing, so the, I've been preaching this by there for so long, even in the gym with, with all my my friends. I'm like, guys, recovery is the number one thing. If you're an athlete, that's the number one thing you need to activate. With quick recovery, you are able to get back on your feet literally the next day. And with that, that means more gains, more fitness, more alertness, less pain. And now with, with plants, there's this book I'm reading about the gut, and there's a place where it talks about the difference between plants and animals. It says the animal protein has some substance in it, I think it's an acid, that causes pain, literally causes pain. I don't know what the name is. With plants, it's the other way around. It's a painkiller. So it like quickly restores your torn tissue. So that's why if recovery is quick, and that's something that you cannot deny. So even now with the 12-hour workouts, that's exactly how it was. Before that, I used to get so much pain. So, working out, maybe five years ago, I used to have back problems, like, really bad. When I go for massage, like, the lady just touches me like this, like, ah, it's too painful. <laughs> and she actually, actually, she can attest to this, because there's a the lady that I go to for massage, mm-hmm. she's called Amaris, for the past, maybe, four years. Mm-hmm. So before, like, I was very much in pain. And, like, she could literally, anytime she touches me like this, like, wow, wow, wow I can't. And then she saw the, the change, slowly, slowly. And she even asked me, is getting good. Was like, like, it's is not it as me bad. me who's not yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. doing it yeah. well? Exactly. Yeah. And it's not like <laughs> as much tension as there used to be now in your body. I'm like, wow, yeah, it's it, totally the plan. no other explanation. Yeah. So like even this shake's really helped me. And like I can have a pre-workout shake and a post-workout shake. Mm. So if it's a pre, for example, I can have celery juice, for instance. Just pure celery juice that detoxifies your body and has electrolytes in it that I make myself in the house. It activates your cells and you become so lively and energetic. And you don't tire during workouts. So when I take that, I'm like, wow, I feel it completely. Or if you have a mixture of beetroot and spinach, put bananas if you wish. But beetroot and spinach mainly. They make your blood flow faster through your body, so you, it's active always, and that makes you a lot. These things really help. I'd rather go for this and have as much knowledge as I can with workout shakes than use the powders, the whey proteins. I have never ever used anything. Maybe once, yeah, maybe like five years ago for like a month, and even then I also felt like I didn't know much, but I didn't know. I was like, this is yeah. not really what I want. And for me, fitness. It's not even about how I will look or, or to show that I'm fitter than this other guy. It's completely nothing to do with that. It's just, I want to be at my optimum. It gives me so much mental strength. I stay on my feet all the time. I do not tire. I'm always active. And with my lifestyle, being a touring artist or being self-employed means I'm not the kind of person that I'm working from age to five. And then I go to my house and chill. and work all the time. It's my career and it's what I'm putting in that matters. So with that, I have to be alert. There's no other way. That's why I really got into fitness.
0: What's your workout routine like at the moment?
1: So I do CrossFit. I work out four times a week. And when you're on tour also, I have to literally force it and make sure I work out as well. Because also being in a different environment has so many different effects. Staying in a hotel room is sometimes depressing. Very depressing. There's a sickness in a way called a post-tour depression. What? (laughs) Yeah. Like, just being in a different environment, it's different food, different people, different yes. environments. You need to make it exciting. You need to fit in, in a way, and feel like you're not in a foreign... Well, you are in a foreign place, but your mind also needs to adapt so that you can thrive as much as you're thriving when you're home. So for me, workouts really help. I look for CrossFit GM because I'm a CrossFit enthusiast. I will go for a run in a city if we are just there for one day because usually we keep just travel and you're there for just like... We've landed now. But it's around this time, let's say 2 mm-hmm. I show showing the evening I'd like, let me go for a run quick and Come back, do the sound check, whatever Then nap, and then go for the show So when I do a run in a city Already mm-hmm. I feel I've explored that city Just by running
0: How has your muscle mass been affected? Is mm-hmm. it harder or easier To retain muscle mass? Do you see a um, difference?
1: Of course you have to be more aware As I said, it depends on, on what you're Goals are mm. when it comes to fitness and workouts. So, for me, it's just to stay fit. That's my number one. And I've maintained the same weight since even before I was vegan. So now I may look like i mean i'm more ripped, which is more muscle and less fat. And before, it was maybe a bit more fat. But it's the same weight. I don't know how. <laughs> I've literally mm. maintained the same weight, which is 78, 79. Same, same, same. Oh, that's a lot of information we are sharing. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh. nice. it's all right. It's all right. There's so many, so many bodybuilders who are on plant-based diet that, cause them they're into muscle gain, that have programs that they gain muscle very easily with just plants, not yes. even any processed plants, like pure pure whole-based yeah. diet. So I mean it's like super possible. As I said like before, it's, you just have to do your research, and we have been conditioned to just knowing that these four types of meat that we can eat, that that's what gains you the muscle that there's no protein in plants. The worst ever misconception that there's no protein in plants. And there's so, so much, so much more than in animals, depending on how you combine and how you eat. Protein is what you need to gain mass, and also carbohydrates, unfortunately, have been demonized. I don't know why. Good carbohydrates are key, key to your system. I learned a while back that your body needs the composition of your body. It needs 65 to 70 percent depending on your body type so 65 to 70 percent is carbohydrates 25 to 30 is protein and then the smaller percentage is fat and then you'd see still people going on keto diets and just doing protein animal protein pure animal protein only that's all they eat no carbs yet your body needs needs the carbs of course there's there's the carbs that are not good for you there's the starchy carbs and the sugary carbs are good for you, but really, really good carbs are extremely important for your muscle gain and your power in the gym to make sure you're as efficient as you need to be in the gym.
2: I
0: guess yeah. what we're talking about, what is your goal? Yeah. Because for some people, maybe they want to be leaner, to mm. lose weight. Exactly. So there has been that marketing that carbohydrates are what yeah. are making you bigger. From my own experience, I found that if you're eating well, if you're eating wholesome foods, mm. that... You inevitably become leaner. Exactly. That's a long
1: term. Yeah. You like know? I
0: don't feel the need to weigh myself. Yeah. I mean me neither. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I I don't feel the need to count calories mm, mm. on labels. Just as long as it's good, wholesome ingredients yeah. on the label. Yeah. That's enough for exactly, me. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And that's
1: what I say like just turning plant based just for that fact is already enough. You can't be too cautious of the amount that I with time, maybe you can develop into what you want yes. for yourself. But in the beginning, and even forever, depending on what you want, you don't need to measure food. You don't need to count calories, as you say. As long as you're living a whole place, to, uh, plants you eat as much plants as you want. <laughs> it's all. It's all good.
0: People tend to think that vegans don't get enough protein. Yeah. And. There's been the recent documentary, Game Changers, Mm. which you've seen, which explored plant-based eating in athletes, elite performance, heavyweight lifters, boxers, and also backed up with quite a lot of research. And they talked about how marketing of meat has really made it seem and made people believe that meat is the source of protein and power. But this documentary shows that that's actually not the case. Yes. Is that a mentality that you've had to overcome?
1: I already did overcame mm. it a long time ago. But it's, it's the kind of thing that, as I was before, you uh, people don't understand or people don't want to be told to even do the research by themselves. Even in the documentary, it says it's, it's all advertising that we've been exposed to ever since we we're kids and these kids are very clever <laughs> and once it's ingrained in you you will not question i always say question and do your own research and question and see if this is actually good for you like for me if goat meat does not sit well with me as much as it may have a lot of protein that i may need when i'm working out i'll be like okay what what are the substitutes what are the plant substitutes that i can do instead of eating meat just do your own research and with plants A lot of plants have already have some protein in them, are whole foods. So they have a lot of nutrients in them and amino acids in them that combine to make all these different uh, components that you need in your body. If it's spinach, it has a lot of vitamins Mm -hmm. that you need. It has protein inside it that people do not even know. Whether it's nuts, for example, it has a lot of protein and fat that you already need. And then also, we've been overeating protein. We can imagine a meat eater's diet in a day. Even let's say how I was. So, if I have my sausages and and eggs in the morning, and then I have uh, ugali with beef for lunch, and I have chicken and rice at night. As I said before, your body needs 25 to 30 percent of what you eat is protein. All that that you've eaten already is so much that your body does not need already. So, you're feeding yourself too much protein. Like every meal has to have meat, and it's not necessary. So, it's like it's, it's already too much for your body, and that's how you expel all the waste and and your liver becomes overwhelmed because all this food goes through your liver before processing and it becomes overwhelmed and that's how you get all these lifestyle diseases it's from that it's from eating too much of what you're not supposed to eat people don't really understand what they need to eat and how much they need to eat
0: as well as the fact that meat is a secondary source of protein exactly yeah
1: yeah yeah, I mean these animals that we kill do not eat meat themselves <laughs> so all the protein that they are eating to become as big as they are is from the plants. So usually the first question asked like someone was like, yeah but where you don't know where do you get your protein from? I mean just name me five of the biggest animals in total size. just name me five and they, they don't even know where I'm going. They say uh, elephant, hippo rhino, rhino yeah. yeah and then i asked them so what do those animals eat <laughs> they just go quiet <laughs> yeah i'm um, like you know this saying yeah as strong as a ox so all these things like it's all from plants and you underestimate how how awful, like plants are just i'm just amazed every day by how much we do not know yeah <laughs> even like us being plant-based like there's so much that we do not know and the value of certain Different kinds of plants that sometimes we are not exposed to, or sometimes that are just right in front of our eyes. Yeah. They don't seem to realize, they don't seem to, you know, to know that they exist. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it's great that you've touched on that there's so much that we don't know. Yeah. Because there's so much conflicting information out there. Uh, today it's much more accessible to get information. Mm. There's a factor of who funds the research yeah, that you're yeah, yeah. coming across. Oh, yes,
2: yes,
0: yes, yes. You know, the media may also misrepresent some of the findings from research yeah.
2: because it gets water.
0: yes, yeah. because it gets more attention. It it gets tricky to discern what is good information and what isn't. Yeah, how do you navigate the research that you come across?
1: I mean, that's it's, it's so true. So you see, like the certain people that I that I follow that I have gotten to follow with time. And you see, like, seeing something like What the Health documentary, for instance, my first reaction was like, this guy is actually going against the grain so much. They are literally attacking the government. They are attacking all these big, uh, not attacking, They're just like confronting them. All these big pharmaceuticals and big food companies, and all the KFCs and stuff that are very powerful. And these guys are bold enough to, you know, to to get to the root of this of the, all this problem. And you see they actually have nothing to gain from this. They're not pushing anything, they're not pushing any product. You know, it's just about putting the information out there because they are really passionate about it. And that already should be something that you'll be like, Oh wow, there's really something in this that that I need to listen to and I need to hear. And as you said, most of these researches are, are all funded, you know. It's surprising how, for instance, from that documentary you'd learn that the American Cancer Society is sponsored by KFC and Skittles. Like how how mm-hmm. is that? how do those two even go together? When I mean, this is these are the foods that cause yeah. cause that disease. So for me it's 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 also the kind of people that I that I've learned to follow
2: mm-hmm.
1: with time that are not even like famous or known and have nothing really no agenda to push. And they're just like really putting out the message of them the for out there, the info out there
2: yeah. to tell people, um, yeah, to just be more
1: more aware of what they eat, you know, and how food affects the world and affects everything. Yeah. So I, I, mean, it takes time, and you can, you can tell that. I don't know how you can tell, but for me, I can tell. This is a funded documentary. This is a funded research. And also, I, like, I personally had problems, some problems with game changers, for instance. Because even being as smart based as I am, I felt the intentions they had were not as genuine as it may seem, really. Because it's, it's putting a lot of fear in people, yes. And it's putting in, like, good messages out there. But then you can tell that these guys... Excuse me, these guys have invested a lot in, like meat substitutes that that's what majority of american people who've turned vegan are in it for animal rights which means they're not really in it for health and with that they want still want to feel like they're eating pork but then this is not an actual pig that was killed like it just has the same flavor it has the same flavor yeah. and that's exactly what i feel game changes has done mm-hmm. so uh, the people behind it i know for sure i have invested in in products, or rather, are putting it's. It's a journey. It's like ten years from now is when you will probably see it. You're like, oh wow, this guy. Is so this guy, the owners of Beyond Meat, or you know, or the owners of this uh, Impossible Burger, or the owners of this vegan chicken thing. That's yeah. So stuff like that is is what I really saw from mm-hmm. the, those two documentaries. For me, are very different. So is about the health are completely different in how the information has been designed. So there are some people that have ill motives, so like for example someone like Bill Gates who I you know owns the majority of Beyond Meat, people don't even know. <laughs> and Beyond Meat is like very, it's, I mean it's a processed, it's processed completely from the lab and it's not healthy, it's as simple as that, it's just not healthy. And all this is targeting all these people who are still want the taste of meat in yeah. their food. But they don't have meat. Yeah. So this guy has to get the... Because Beyond Meat is made, I think, from him, iron that's, that's removed from the animals themselves. Because that's what makes it taste like meat. Mm-hmm. So they, they take it out of the, of the animal and put it in the lab and process it until it gets to taste like meat, you see. And it's not healthy, how they do it. Mm-hmm. And people have different motives yeah. comes to this stuff.
0: What's your take on such um, meat replacements? Because at the end of the day, mm. it would reduce the amount of actual meat that people uh, are eating. Definitely. That would also have yeah, you know, positive definitely. effects on the environment, mm. yeah. on animals. Yeah. So what's, what's your take on meal replacements? But that's what I'm saying. It depends yeah.
1: on why you take the journey. You, mm. can, you can go into plant-based because you want better health you can go into it because you, yeah. you don't want to kill animals. And with that, you still want to eat something that tastes like the animals. So there's a huge market for that, for sure. And the positives, of course, it still it helps the environment, you know. Health definitely helps the environment, but then it's not good for your health. <laughs> so it's up to you to decide exactly what you want for yourself. Yeah. Yeah, because there are some people who like, like I can have a Beyond Meat burger once, I'm not, I, I never really desire to taste anything that is like meat for me, and everybody's different. And there are others, even in our plant, that would want, still want that taste of meat because they love meat so much. So that's, that's what they'll have if there's that option, to have that all the time. And also there are kind of meat substitutes that are still whole plant-based, but are very easy to make that even I make myself mm-hmm. at home. So if it, if I want like something that tastes like fish in a way, if that's what I desire, that's not really what I desire, but if that's what I desire, I can use oyster mushrooms in a way that to make them taste like like fish. If I want a beef burger, I can mm-hmm. make a patty that has this other mushroom inside, potebello mushrooms inside, and has beans and lentils, and make the patty and it will taste like meat. So it, it, it all depends on how you make also these meat substitutes. But for me, the processed ones, because processed foods, again, goes back to them being very dangerous for your body. So whether it's plant-based, processed, it's still the same thing.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. You mentioned that recovery has been the biggest fitness benefit Um, from your lifestyle. Have you experienced mm -hmm. any downsides in your fitness?
1: No. Not at all, to be honest. I am I am much stronger, so because I've I've really lost like excess fat, mm-hmm. but I can still I can, for example, squat more than way more than I used to squat when I was kind of looked bigger, you know. So it just it gives you a lot of power that you cannot necessarily see,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, but that's again it depends on what you eat. Yeah. Still in the plant based uh, world, because yeah. as I said for me, I really don't want to gain mass. But if I needed to, I would definitely go on a different kind of diet that's still plant based, okay. and and still gain that. Yeah. So recovery, uh, the, my fitness level levels have completely gone up. Okay. To, to be honest, and even we when I turned plant based and then started crossfit, like it all shot up, and I was like, "What? How am I feeling like this? Like, I don't understand." And mm-hmm. out every day if I want to
2: Yeah.
1: And still feel fresh. Yeah. Yeah. So there hasn't been. I don't think there's been any doubts. Yeah. It.
0: And do you feel a need to take supplements? Mm,
1: no. However, there's... Uh, so there's one supplement, which is B12, mm-hmm. that um, even if you're a meat eater, you still do not get enough. Of. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the one that most meat eaters attack, plant-based people, <laughs> saying, oh, but you need B12. We are getting... But no, you're not getting enough B12 still. It's not enough in... Animals and plants, so that's the one that I may take once in a while. And also, the good yeah. thing that I discovered is your your is it your liver? Your, your liver I think stores a lot of B12 in it still, and and you know throws it out once in a while. So it's like you do not have to take it like every day. Mm-hmm. And supplements, I feel, are supplements are mainly like things that you should be having straight from your food. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't be having a vitamin A supplement. Not eating greens, sorry. yeah. So it it doesn't make sense. You'd rather eat the greens than have a vitamin C e supplement, you know, a vitamin C supplement, and not eating things that actually give you the vitamin C direct.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it's very possible to get it. What you Everything. require from Everything. yeah. Everything is, is yeah. within the plants. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. What about organic foods? Does this yeah. play a role in how you select your foods?
1: It, it definitely does. So as I said, when you get into the rabbit hole and it, yeah. it's like a whole long journey. It's like you're driving from here to to Russia. It's a long journey. So when you get into the rabbit hole and say, Okay, I'm going to stop eating meat and then you're like, Okay, I'm gonna eat plants and then you realise you plants are as contaminated also in this age and time as as animals are. It's it's almost the same, if not worse, I don't know. So there's a lot of uh, hunger for farmers and and businessmen to produce as much fruits and veggies as they can. With that comes a lot of use of um, pesticides and fertilizers that are not really organic in that sense. So when you, once you get into the rabbit hole and you connect with people like you, for example, you'll be like, ah, oh, you want a uh, veggie supply organic, here's a number, you want to oh, here's where to go. And there's so many, so many. It's just, I, I don't know if there's no platform for, probably not a platform for that connects all these people together, but it's everywhere. And once you get into the rabbit hole, you get all these contacts, all these connects. And I'm very, I try to be as conscious as I or rather cautious where I get my food from. So I have all these places that I go to or people that deliver. And there's so many. So so many. So if you want this, if you have this kind of mass, if you want this food, so it's wages and that's extremely affordable. You just get them quick, you know.
0: Yeah, because yeah. it's that mentality as but well. That's yes. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. So for, for for me, for in our house, our budget has gone Less than half, to be honest. Less than half.
0: Which is always a welcome
1: thing. Ay, yes. You see now, <laughs> the, the thing is, what you need. There's a transition that needs to happen if mm-hmm. you want to save money. <laughs> you need to learn to make these things yourself. <laughs> you need to get into get deep into it and, and cook yourself. Enjoy it. And enjoy yes. it and make all these things. So, it, the the people who are say again who turn plant based because of animal. And once they do that, they want all these processed foods and they want ready-made uh, nut milks that are so expensive. You know, all this stuff that they want. That makes it more expensive then, if you're on a meat diet. But if you're on a whole, plant, whole, whole plant-based uh, uh, diet and lifestyle, it is so cheap. It is, like, amazingly cheap. It's like, like for me now, when I make my smoothies in one, if I have celery juice, for instance, you know, money, um, two bunches of celery. I think it's one one hundred fifty. I'm not wrong. Sure. Mm-hmm. Two huge ones. That those two take me and my wife for a week, every morning, every day.
2: Yeah.
1: If it's my Monday to let's say five, day, mm-hmm. five days. Yeah. That's already your breakfast sorted. Yeah. You know, or if you have your smoothies, if I have frozen bananas in the yeah. fridge, I have my spinach. That spinach is so cheap. Kale is so cheap and it yeah. takes you one batch of kale because you just put like two leaves of spinach inside here or, or a leaf or a leaf of kale inside because it makes your other stuff and then it ends up being super cheap rather than you can imagine if you were eating sausages and bacon every day. Sausages are already very expensive, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, bacon is very expensive, eggs are now very expensive, milk is expensive, yeah, so all that combined is like one, one. One breakfast for someone who's still uh, meat-based meat is my breakfast for the week. Yeah. That exact same like yeah. yeah, yeah. And I, with plants, again, you can come up with so many things. Like, you can make, switch up and mix up so many yeah. things. And leftovers also you can use for other things. Like, it's just... Yeah. It's amazing, to be honest. When did you
0: meet your wife, Amanda?
1: Uh, we've been together. She's here. this
0: right? Okay, don't don't worry. I can edit it out. Uh, not, no, it's
1: been six years, I think. Okay. Yeah.
0: And you got married in November twenty eighteen. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I believe she isn't vegan. No, she's not. So how do you navigate your dietary differences in your home?
1: Uh, so in the house, she very much embraces it. Mm-hmm. So in the house, we I can't remember the last time we bought meat. To be honest, yeah, we n- never have. She never even meat on the side for she, well, she may have like eggs on the side she used to have milk but she stopped eggs on the side maybe she wants like a quick quick uh, fix up um, yeah, yeah that's basically it but we're all in it together we all like make all these meals together and it's also exciting it's exciting for anyone to be honest
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah I've seen um sometimes you've cooked something new and exciting and yeah. you give it to Just her to try that. and yeah. you show her reaction yeah. and, and it's yeah. From what I've seen or what
1: you've shared, it's
0: always a very good reaction. <laughs> it's, it's, some yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
2: Maybe some have backfire that I
1: haven't posted. A couple, maybe. Maybe selective uh, yeah. posting. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you have to do these experiments for you to realize. Yeah. It's just, yeah, we, you in life you just can't be in a safe zone and be like, yeah, this is where I'm comfortable and mm. this is where I'll be. So yeah. you just, I'm that kind of person. So I just want to try and try and try. It will backfire. It's fine. Continue, you yeah. continue, continue, you get better, you get yeah. better with yeah.
0: time. Yeah, and are you keen to have children?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes, okay. Definitely.
0: Yes, uh, have you thought about what kind of diet you have for your
1: children when bringing them up? Yeah, I can't force them to not do something they don't want, but I will definitely bring them up in a way that they will feel they will realize, but rather, they will have more affinity towards uh, veggies and plant based stuff and not in the other way around make make it seem like this is the way we grew up and, and how we did not want to eat any veggies, like even when you have skooma, ugali and meat you would not eat the skoma. you would eat the ugali yeah, and the meat yeah. the, so just make them love veggies more I always tell people, because sometimes people will be like ah, but they don't taste good I'm like, I've, I, to be honest I've made so many meals and they are I bring people to my house, and they love it so much. And the plant side has not been explored as much as meat has been explored. As I said, there's so many ways to cook uh, meat, not so many, actually. It's just if you grill, fry, and, and boil, I mean. But there's so many like, different kinds of cuisines when it comes to meat, because it's been explored over the years, and people have put their all into it. And now is when people are starting now to put their all into it when it comes to plants. So I'm like, guys, you do not realize. So what you were used to eating (laughs) a long time ago, and it's your skooma that, you know, has just been made in a way just quick because it's greens and it's necessary, but it hasn't been cooked with, you know, with flavors and with love and all this. So you don't feel like it's attractive. So I try and make the food as attractive as possible, and that's what I'll do with my kids. Because I have a friend, uh, Elisa. The one who's in
0: Australia.
1: Yes, yes, I know Lisa. Yeah, so Lisa, her kid, he's so used to eating veggies now that when he goes to a party, when it comes to cake, for instance, he doesn't want cake. He's like, he wants an apple. What? <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah. Yeah, you know, even, even when it comes to rewards, for example, and mm-hmm. that's, I, I read a book called Power of Habit and mm-hmm. how habits are, even when you train a dog, what is the, End goal. it's a reward. Anything, it's a reward. You eat something because you're looking for a reward. You do something, you work because there's a reward. Like, Mm -hmm. that's the ultimate. So with kids, it's the same thing. It's like, you need to now switch up the reward for it to be something different. You know, when your kids will be like, on Sundays is when you're taken to eat pizza and fries, and that's a reward, and that will stick with you forever. How about you switch it up? and make him the most amazing smoothie make them the most amazing fruit salad that's so tasty yeah. or i don't know some pizza that, that's plant-based that's like wow or make that eggplant fry yeah. thing you yeah. know yeah. something that's really tasty you know and yeah. switch it up like that so that that is the reward and that will stick with you anything there that, that you 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 pick up when you're a kid sticks with you forever. Whether it's trauma, whether it's reward, it sticks with you forever. Until maybe you pick it up and notice it and be like, Oh, this I picked it up another kid and now I can try and switch it up um, consciously. Yeah. Otherwise it will just be in your head without mm. you knowing. Yeah, that's true. Yeah.
0: In terms of development of veganism in Kenya, yeah. what do you think are the exciting things that are coming up in this parts of the world?
1: Yeah, I mean so I always tell people like we used to never eat meat, like centuries ago. Still, I mean, it's an African thing. That's what we used to. That's how we used to live, and people were very uh, healthy then. And unfortunately, people look at it like it's something that has come from the West, but it's not. It's it's part of us. It's what we it's what we eat every day, even when, unfortunately, like when you are on a tight tight budget what you cut out is meat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because it's expensive. Yeah, I've seen it with my brothers in yeah. u- university. Like, yeah.
0: There's a certain uh, point in the month yeah. when <laughs> yeah. meat isn't really featuring
1: in their meals. It's not. It's not. Even when you go to Kibandas, when you're going through a tough time financially, what do you eat? Yeah, Gidari. Exactly. <laughs> Why? Because it's cheaper. But then it's, uh, it ends up being the healthier uh, option. So it's, it's something that it has been with us always, always. It's not a new thing. It's not something that's coming from the West. It is our thing. And I feel like we need to mold it in a way that is African and suits. Because sometimes people are like, yeah, but where do I get, why do I need to eat walnuts? Or where do I get almonds? And they're very expensive and stuff like that. I'm like, you don't really need, I mean, they're very nutritious for your body, definitely. But there's, this what you're already used to that what's readily available yeah that you can always make something great out of that yeah. just what already we have something as simple as uh, terraria amaranth it is so nutritious super nutritious yeah. but as we look at it as can eat, what our parents eat and stuff like that but then in the west when they call it amaranth and it's super nutritious and this amaranth flan amaranth everything and everyone is praising amaranth and then you realize Amarath is tereru. <laughs> yeah. It's exactly what we have everywhere. Yeah. You know, the kind of grains that we have in Africa, even mm-hmm. in Kenya. I don't know if you're, you used to get sent when your kids took on by buy beans. You know, you know, rose you know, ghani. Like there's so many different varieties mm-hmm. of just beans. Yeah. In this country, just beans. There's yeah. yellows. You don't know how many yellow beans. The butter beans, there's now the red ones, mm-hmm. there's one that's almost red, like so so many. Just from that already. Yeah. That's as African as it gets. You're spoiled for choice. Spoiled for choice. When it comes to green grams and grammes there's so many yeah. types. Spoiled for choice. All this is readily available, it's African. Beringanya is what we <laughs> where you being forced to eat on your kids. These eggplants, it's the same thing. Yeah, but because they're not maybe cooked to our liking because to reject them but there's so many ways of making eggplants that is ours like that is an african meal like we have so much i even when people ask me is it easier being vegan here than being abroad i'm like it's way easier here like way easier i have everything that i need
0: yeah yeah what would you say are staples
1: on your grocery list and um, a lot of fruits definitely because mm-hmm. of my smoothie regime. Um, mm-hmm. So I have a, like a small farm uh, where I'm staying just a substance. it's called substantial farming. Oh, like
0: yeah. subsistence farming yeah, subsistence. yes yesils <laughs> <Of> new <laughs> ones <That's the laughs>
1: So I have like I have simple stuff. I have like my chilies, I have spinach, I have ma, mm-hmm. I have lettuce. Means I have yeah just small small stuff I'm growing with seasons I just started properly now yeah day. so that really helps so that's that's always there at least that I don't have to buy uh, but still it's not that mm-hmm. expensive if you buy like a bunch of spinach that you bought, which is a lot uh, a lot of spinach but a lot of money <laughs> mm-hmm. Um yeah so that's always there Um fruits as I said coconuts water that's uh, Madafwa, fruits and veggies a lot, nuts, yeah, mm. <laughs> I love nuts a lot, so that's always, always list. cashews and, and normal granites, so those, those are the ones that are always there, yeah. and yeah. lime also, because I take a lot of lime water uh, lime in the morning. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. What's a mantra or philosophy that you live by?
1: doesn't have to concern this. No,
0: anything, <laughs> anything.
1: Uh, for me, it's just always keep moving, always. And sometimes when you, like, because now we are living in a rat race to be honest, the world is in a rat race and everyone is just very ingrained and, and, and like absorbed in, in, in what they're doing and what's happening in the world and stuff like that. But if you just concentrate on on, on just moving and making yourself a better person than you were the previous day. And once you stop and look back and like, wow, you know, two years ago I was like this, or in the beginning of the year, this is what I wanted. And I've already achieved it. Yes, you don't realize, because it's a rat race and you keep going and keep going. So, yeah, so those two things. So, like, just always keep moving. Keep moving. If you can't, this is saying, I remember, if you can't fly, you walk. If you can't walk, you crawl, you know. Yeah. But just keep moving, you know, step by step and the second is just sometimes just take a breather (laughs) just take a breather relax you know absorb everything in appreciate everything that you have however small you know appreciate all the little things that you have
2: yeah
1: all the big things in the court that you consider as big because that's relative to all of us and then just appreciate it absorb it and you know say thank you to whoever you even if like it's to yourself just be be have some gratitude to what you have at that point yeah because yeah, yeah what you have is what someone else really desires and you don't realize it yeah. you're just just moving yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: yeah yeah wow yes thank you so much
1: thank you Thank you for having me. This is amazing. There's still so much to talk about. I know, I know we could <laughs>
0: talk all day. Yeah. But we will have to um, bring this to a close here because yes. I want to go and make some fried eggplants. I am. Yeah.
1: I am those... want to go and watch football.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for your time today, Polika, and for sharing something that you're clearly so passionate about. Yes, I am and is also clearly helping you to thrive yes yes. Yeah, is. Is in so many
1: ways it's not yeah. even just the food it's like yeah. your social life your your mental clarity your mental awareness your connection with people you becoming a better person yeah. it, it's, it's, it's it's wholesome yes really. yeah. yes yeah.
0: thank you so much guys for listening I hope you enjoyed this as much as I have if you have any feedback on this episode I would love to know Please review it, rate it, comment, uh, leave feedback, and subscribe. And I will see you in the next episode. Thank you so much.
1: Bye.
0: Bye. Maybe you should sing
1: bye. I don't sing. You don't sing? I I should have
2: asked you to bring your guitar. (laughs) You should have. You should have.